Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The man accused of fatally shooting seven farm workers Monday in the northern California city of Half Moon Bay is being arraigned today. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports. 66-year-old Xuan Li Zhao is being held on seven first-degree murder charges and one charge of attempted murder for the shootings at two farms in Half Moon Bay. Authorities say he opened fire at a mushroom farm where he worked, then at a second agricultural site nearby. In all, five men and two women are dead, and another man was gravely injured. California Governor Gavin Newsom traveled to the Roll Coastside community after leaving the site of another mass shooting in Los Angeles. Only in America. Number one in gun ownership, number one in gun deaths. It's not even complicated. And guess what? This happened on our watch. Newsom met with family members of the victims and promised the state would, quote, have their backs for the long road ahead. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos. The suspect in the Half Moon Bay shootings appears to have a prior history of workplace violence. That's according to a report in the San Francisco Chronicle on a 2013 restraining order for Xuan Li Zhao. Chronicle reporter Matthias Gaffney says a co-worker at a San Jose restaurant alleged Zhao repeatedly attacked and threatened to kill him. I guess it just really nails down the fact that uh, these individuals who perpetrate these mass shootings, it rarely just happens off the cuff. There's usually a history there of issues in the past, often domestic violence. So this was get that same uh, pattern. San Mateo County Sheriff's officials say Zhao was not known to them before the shooting. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. 
you can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Later today, Vice President Kamala Harris will travel to Monterey Park to honor the 11 people killed in that mass shooting incident over the weekend. Meanwhile, we're learning more about some of the people who lost their lives there. KPCC's Josie Huang reports on 65-year-old May Nan. Aunt May May, as her nieces and nephews called her, was everybody's favorite aunt. They remember her as kind to strangers. When sanitation workers came to collect the trash, she would run out to give them bottles of water. Nan was of Chinese descent and grew up in Vietnam. She came to the U.S. in 1985 and developed a love of ballroom dance. She became a regular at both the Lai Lai Studio in Alhambra and Star Dance Studio in Monterey Park. She had just finished a night of dancing at Star Dance when the shooter began his attack. Nan died at the scene. Dance had been a way for Nan to relax when not taking care of her mother, who just died in December. That Added to the tragedy, one of Nan's nieces, Fonda Kwan, told Dallas TV station WFAA. She's just getting her time back herself. Um, and that's cut short because of the shooter. Nan's family is raising money on GoFundMe for her funeral. For the California Report, I'm Josie Huang. In the wake of this week's mass shootings, there's more focus on gun violence restraining orders or red flag laws. These allow authorities to temporarily seize firearms and ammunition from people who've been reported as a danger by family members or co-workers. San Diego has been particularly aggressive in pursuing such gun seizures as a way to prevent shootings. I talked about the city's approach with San Diego City Attorney Mara Elliott. The idea is to give a cooling off period to the individual. Usually the person whose uh, guns and access to guns is at issue is going through some kind of a traumatic event. And it could be a breakup of a relationship. Maybe they got out of the military and they have post-traumatic stress disorder. We've worked closely with Alzheimer's here in San Diego because once responsible gun owners could become irresponsible because their health has deteriorated. So usually it's a cry for help, and we have that cooling off period where somebody doesn't have access to you know, the ability to end their life or somebody else's. And during that period of time, they can seek the help they need to become responsible again. Your office sent us a list of cases where people in San Diego had had their guns taken away from them after they had been reported by a loved one or a coworker. But I see all of those people already had some history of violent acts or at least violent statements. So you can't just seize firearms if someone expresses a general concern about someone else. Do I have that right? You're correct, because ultimately we're presenting a case to a court, and the court is going to look at what the requirements are in order to issue a restraining order and determine if we, we have enough to go on. So we have to have clear and convincing evidence. A suspicion is not enough. Uh, but we will investigate suspicions that are credible. And it will lead us sometimes to social media, statements made at work, um, other acts. But we're going to want to present a full case so we can reach our burden. But I assume that line between allowing someone to keep their guns or have them seized can be a pretty gray one, right? It could be a gray one. Uh, we tend to err on the side of caution and we will investigate it. So I don't want anybody who calls the city of San Diego to question whether they have enough evidence for us. 
our job and particularly law enforcement, they are trained. They know exactly what to look for in terms of gun violence. So let the professionals do the job and figure out if there is something here. And what's your response to critics of red flag laws who say at the best, they're just examples of virtue signaling that doesn't really have a lot of effect in the real world, or at the worst, they pose a threat to people's constitutional rights to have firearms? Well, I think the response is ask the people who have gone through the experience, those who have been protected. They will all attest that this was a crisis intervention tool that was that worked. But to the law of it, of course, there's due process. So the ultimate determinant doesn't lie with the city attorney or uh, whichever attorney is handling it. It doesn't lie with law enforcement. Both sides have an opportunity to talk to a court of law and give their side of the story. We look for the least restrictive alternative to try to address whatever is presented to us. Um, sometimes it's not taking away the firearm. There might be some alternatives that don't, uh, don't necessitate that action. So we really look at the individual before us and try to figure out how we're going to keep that person safe as well as the community safe. All right. That is Mara Elliott, the city attorney of San Diego. Thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, January 25th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org slash lbca. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 